Hey guys, welcome back. It's Ryan McDowell with Fairly Awesome Podcast, and we are in for episode 16 of the Fairly Awesome Podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by the Bushing Brothers. First, Nate Bushing. What's up, guys? Josh Bushing, his brother. 16 candles. I, I, don't, I don't get the reference. The reference. <laughs> but good Chris Keene. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I love you, too. Hopefully, <laughs> this episode works out a whole lot better than, than Josh's 16 candles reference. <laughs> okay, uh, so... We all want to be Molly Ringwald. That's understandable. Not like this, Josh. Not like this. Right. So starting it off, uh, we all went and saw Captain America 2, and I think we can all say that movie was epic and totally worth it. Yep. Kind of redeemed the Captain America franchise for me. Yes. I, I was. I, I had my doubts on the first one, and I know that's a, that's a mixed thing. But anyway, it sort of got us all looking forward to a lot of movies that are coming out this summer, too. Mm-hmm. So... Why don't we first talk about the movies that are coming out this summer, and then we can talk about, do you think there's a science behind being able to predict which movies are going to be good and which ones are going to be bad? Do you think we're to that point yet that we sort of know what's going to work? I mean, at least we know what makes a good trailer now, right? I mean, you throw Brahms in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have to have the right. bombs and some, some the like epic flashing. Yeah, right. like flashing Quick words cuts. will fly faster at your face. <sighs> right, and it it depends if it's if it's scary, then it's it's got to be a lot of eyes and the know? screeching violence. Like, yeah, lots of like, still Brahms. music. Brahms got to be in there for almost anything. Even well, if it's yeah. a love story. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> if it's a Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that might... Oh, is I it different? Which no, love story like, are we going with? I, I was with? like, is that a love story or is that a love story? <laughs> Brazzers motion pictures? <laughs> okay. All right. So first one, movies that are coming out this summer. We don't really have to get a huge in-depth list here because I think there's a lot to talk about on this topic. But I was going to say, what is coming out this summer? Like, I don't... I'm Movies. Yeah, besides movies, obviously, movie. but... Uh, like, give me some give me some rundown here, Ryan. Guardians of the Galaxies. Okay, yes. Definitely excited about that one. I think it's gonna do well. Yeah. I, I think so. It, I it think looks it. like it'll be like even more additive. Like Robert Downey Jr. in uh Avengers really takes the humor and like amplifies it. I'm hoping that like you have multiple casts of funny characters within this will make it. We like, saw the trailer. Really, yeah, an we did. Like, trailer. did yeah. yeah, and it was nice. But, yeah. It had the firefly sort of like you know, Wild West and space feel to it. Yeah. Sarcastic. Sarcastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm, the dry humor. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> there is Godzilla, the oh, second, mm, third time around. Guaranteed to like, make you deaf. Yeah. Oh my I think God. that's the breaking, breaking Godzilla. It seems to be like every time we go, it, it they've taken, the, it's like the next person to keep going up. The Guys, five we're, death, we're death. getting old. That's what it Maybe is. Maybe that's what it we're is. Getting I, don't old. Know. I don't know, man. I don't know. That IMAX. It, it, no, like, if we were getting old, we'd be getting deafer. And I, I went <laughs> deafer the in that theater <laughs> yeah. watching that. Because, oh, my God. No, that's... Uh, There's I know, some high like, notes that I can't hear anymore now. I can stand in front of an amp all day, like a guitar amp all day, and <laughs> not get as deaf as I was after that Godzilla scream. That's yeah, all I got to say. I'm, I'm going to recommend that people, if you're going to go see Godzilla, don't see it in an IMAX theater so that... <laughs> Don't go flipping deaf. Every your time. eyes will be mad at you, but your ears will be like, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> Nobody understands that he just he has teeth pain. That's all he needs. <laughs> just get him some Sensodyne, and he's yes. good. 
Yes. Nice, nice. nice. Uh, all right. So trying to think about other movies that are coming out this summer. Um, really, those are the two I'm excited <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. That was it. The Avengers isn't this summer. No, that's that's uh, next. next. I was going to say 2015 to me is like the year of the movies because that's when we're going to get Star Wars. We're going to get Avengers 2, I believe. Is that yeah, year? Yeah. Ultron. Yeah. Everybody's really excited about that one. Superman versus Batman comes out next year. <laughs> is that 2015? No, oh, it's 2016. Yeah, I thought it was 2016. Oh, that's right. Captain America 2. Man, we really out. should yeah. do Three. more research. Three. Thank you. Honestly. Right. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, though, uh, so like I said, we didn't have to go super in-depth with what, what movies are coming out, but can we predict now? Do we, do we think we can know which ones are going to be cheesy and which ones are going to be good before you get to the theater? Uh, Good as in make money for the studio, or good as in we walk out of them critically. Yeah, yes. like because yeah. I would say that Pacific Rim critically lauded as far as you know, no, kind of. I guess I would say critically lauded, but it didn't do that well. Like it didn't do that well over the summer because of probably where it came out of. You know, there was like so many movies this last in the last year that were really good that came out that summer, and you know, Star Trek Into Darkness I think was yep. up that year, yep. and we had all of, like a rampant rage of, of we've had summer some movies. but a lot of them are just there there seems to be just like this tie-in where the sequels tend to do better because you've got these baseline characters that you continue yeah. to see in movies over and over and over again mm, maybe for the marvel franchise i think yeah that's where it kind of i mean you don't have to i don't think you yeah, have like to have what that. we're missing is science fiction movies yeah, and maybe. tv shows maybe this is like the one thing that they they're like just not but that doesn't really. I mean, that that maybe because they haven't critically done well in the past, and that's what. Yeah, that's true. It's all fueled by those. I think they're they're just expensive it. to do, like, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and not be super niche. I mean, mm. I'm gonna say it's super niche, and then we'll get annihilated. But like, uh, uh, like a Babylon Five or a Battlestar Galactica or something like that. But is, it is. It's I mean, not it is. super niche. But, but I mean, to it a is. certain it's level, it's not a lost. Well, and it's not a yeah. right. Right. It's not prime time. That's just it. That's I mean, the, unfortunately, that's that's the way it is. People aren't necessarily into it. I mean, if they showed them during those time frames, would people be into it? As I, more? I would say science fiction does better on the big screen than it does on the small screen right now. You know, like besides like Battlestar and all that, but you like have like a like budget. Star Trek art. Into Darkness did pretty well last summer. I don't. I know it made money, obviously, but I don't know if it was well enough that they're going to keep yeah, doing movies. They'll keep doing movies, right? So, but not enough. To say, let's do a show. Do a show yet? I yet. think, it's, I think, I, it's I think there. we could, and I think we already we already had that that, that discussion. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But they, they probably could do something <clears throat> in the reboot, you know, universe. But I would say there's there's analysts that that try to predict what will succeed and what won't, and you kind of don't know until you see the movie. I don't know. Like, I'll I'll say this only because it's it's quasi relevant to the movie we just saw. But when the first Captain America went out. Really, the only thing that made me want to go see it is I knew he was going to be an integral character to Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to go see it." Did you see it in the theater? Yeah, yeah I saw. I saw yeah, it in the we theater. Captain, and see, I, I watched it on the, Netflix. The trailer, I was like, "Meh, this is going to be bad." And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be horrendous, and it wasn't that. It was uh, of the Avenger prequels, maybe only Hulk. Was was worse. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, Hulk wasn't really that bad. I mean, you're, are, you're Avengers talking, which, was which just, one though? Or uh, I'm sorry, Captain America was just really cheesy though. Yeah, in, in I my... think that's the point though. Like, there's a certain level of cliche <clears throat> that goes along with like Superman and Captain America and all those types, like those like 1950s propaganda types, where they're just you know you fuel people into like yeah, America, Nation- America. nationalistic. Yeah, it's it's very nationalistic, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it's kind of roped up into a the super a superheroes that still use fists instead of yep. something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, you know, it's like, like American justice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I told uh, I, I told my girlfriend I was like I would watch a mystery science theater version of Captain America Winter Soldier with like every time he punched something somebody yelled America. I would totally watch that. I would. I would. I would totally watch that. I, yeah. I would laugh every time. Well, it would never get old. We're such cynic nationalists. <laughs> yeah. But the scene where he was like hitting the the you know the punching bag would it just be like America, America, America? Uh, <laughs> no. Combo breaker. I think you would have to falcon punch a few times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Now here's the other thing. Mm. Uh, in the past, like maybe when we were growing up. You'd check the paper and you'd actually see what the critics thought of the movie before going to it. Yep. Right? Because they would see it the before paper. <laughs> you would. You would, I though, know. right? Yeah, yeah, we would. Three stars. I mean, because this was like a really pre internet number to find out what was playing. Yeah, yeah it was pre internet. Yeah. Movie phone. But oh, yeah. I, I mean, maybe not truly pre internet, but pre mass internet. You know? Yeah. I mean, you didn't, right you didn't get the on the internet to look for. Not everybody had a website. Then. There exactly. wasn't like movie tickets.com. Exactly. So or you'd go that. on there and you find out how many stars. And if it was like two or three stars, you'd rely on those critics to say, hmm, I guess I'm not going to that one. You know? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many movies you were like, oh, I definitely want to go see that. Because yeah. they didn't used to do trailers like as much as they do now either. Yeah. You know? So. I think those the trailers are just terrible these days, though. Yeah. Like, this is a prediction. Like, if I notice that your trailer, like, uh, makes a, a, a zombie film or a, a love film or something like that look like a AAA blockbuster, probably not going to go see it simply uh-huh. because they're trying too hard. And mm-hmm. we, were, we were making jokes about the Brahms, but I think that that's kind of an indicator if, like... Trailers have gone the way of like Main Street pop music where they have a formula. They <laughs> There's have exactly a, there they're like a, the Brahms and they have the like we were saying with the words flying at you and everything it, to the point that it does it almost turns me off now. Yeah, and I don't even want to watch trailers. I just want to like know <laughs> what the movie is going to be about and then just go if I if it's like in my yeah criteria. Yeah. And some of that was you know like in older movies there were like a couple trailers, like yeah. two or three trailers. Now it's. Friggin' 15 minutes of trailers, four or five minutes of commercials. That's like I, I, you know, show up at 8.30 to watch a movie that doesn't actually start until 9.45 because <laughs> of all the trailers and junk in front of it. I'm, so it kind of sours you a bit on yeah. having to sit through trailers. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to need, since Chris is our resident video expert here, I'm going <laughs> to need you to make a... To kill a mockingbird trailer. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like take the most like laid back movie you can think of and just put the freaking trailer music over yeah. it. Right. I think yeah. that's well and, and they do it all the time. That's why people make there's like spoof, you know, spoof trailer you should make yeah. YouTube's all over Texas Ranger. All right, so raining raining this yeah. back into uh, what I was saying is we'd look at these these critic ratings to know whether we should go see the movie or not, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, anymore, 
I'm more interested in the user ratings. Yeah, yes, but absolutely. Yes. you can't really look at the user ratings before the movie's out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because right. people are just rating it based on this movie's bomb, gonna bomb, be. Good. I think this yeah. movie's gonna be the greatest. Five or stars. or bomb 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 just because I don't like whatever. Yeah, yeah whoever's whatever. in it or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to wait a little bit for the the huge amount of uh, people to watch it. So like if you watch it post uh, opening weekend, I think you can depend on those. And generally, I agree with you know like if you use uh, MovieTickets.com or Fandango or or something like that, they'll have like the ratings right there, you know, or like the Rotten Tomatoes uh, rating or whatever. Right. I almost find those more. Uh, Similar to my taste, then very you know, useful. Right. Yeah. The well, in general, like the, the user yeah. reviews are going to be from you know when you can count on them. Once the movie's actually been out, they're going to be from people who wanted to see the movie in the first place. Right, because they so, paid money to see it. Right, so you're going to get a review of somebody that is enough like you that were like, "Hey, I want to really go see this movie. Here's you know my impression of this movie after I went and watched it." Hmm. So you're not likely to get, well, I really like romance movies, but I went and saw this sci-fi movie, and I think it's fucking terrible. <laughs> wasn't enough Why did you go to a science fiction movie? Right. <laughs> well, another thing on that note is, like, Netflix or Amazon Prime or maybe even Hulu Plus or Vudu or whatever, uh, like, streaming services, you can see, like, the star rating that it gets. Yeah. You know, I find that to actually be pretty good. You, yeah. you know? Yeah opposite for me i actually find that i will take whatever rating it gave it and drop it by two stars arbitrarily because the nothing can be above three stars for nate bushing no 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 <laughs> no just because what they have given There's, things since like over the top there has been no perfect movie made <laughs> no yes. but there was like there was like some horrible <laughs> cheesy horror stuff that i saw that was rated like four to five stars by other users and i'm like it was awful i can't no. i can't name it but i know it was it was absolutely atrocious like b well if below b quality if you're on netflix it should be like your ratings i think that's what he was saying like it Netflix is based on your watching, your uh, viewing ratings. So I don't ever give ratings. You should, you should probably rate some stuff. I should that's, probably. That's how that system works. Uh, okay. Netflix, I thought I thought it was I based was, on user rating. Though. I was still talking no, about user ratings, but the oh, okay. but your, your Amazon ones are. Amazon is interesting because it does uh, episode, like per episode. If it's for a series, it'll give a, a rating per episode. So yeah. like there was, um, I was watching X Files. And there was one, and I was, like, watching them, and they were all, like, you know, first season, it was, like, four-star, 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 or, like, you know, four-star and change, or three-star and change, but right around the four-star rating. And then there was one episode that was, like, two stars, and I'm like, what the hell's this? And I'm not just going to skip an episode, but I watch it, and it is the worst episode ever. <laughs> you know, if you've ever seen it, it's yep. a face on Mars. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually missed watching that through the first time that the series was out, it. and it was worth missing it the first time through, because when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my god, this is awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. So, in those instances, the per-episode ratings are actually pretty good. You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah Let's skip nice. it. Well, and, even, like, buying stuff from them is good. Like, mm-hmm. if you, like I just follow their ratings. If there's something low or whatever, yeah. they'll, they'll be accurate enough. Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't buy this. It's crap. <clears throat> and usually, hey, this was like, great. Yeah, usually the junk reviews you can kind of pick out because it's pretty obvious. It's like it was broken when like, I got it. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's the one star review that's like this took seven days instead of five days to ship, so I gave it a one star rating. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not actually rating the product. Yeah. Right. But rating the shipping. Service? Rating your shipping service. Good, good yeah. job. I feel sorry for the seller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Because I was like, no, bulk shipping. It would be kind of interesting to see. I, I'm sure Netflix probably can't do it, but since Netflix bases the ratings of their movies based on like what you've rated in the past, if they had some way to say, you know, these movies are coming out, here's what we think you would think of this movie and this movie. Oh, this based movie. on and how you rate it. I think they do, actually. Don't they, they have an algorithm? To, like, have a thing that said He's new. saying for movies for, coming for, out. Oh, for movies coming, coming out. out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like, I, I guess it, if it's all based on user feedback, I mean, there wouldn't be any user feedback for mm. movies that aren't out yet. But it would still be kind of interesting to see if they could do is basically take, you know, at least a handful of ratings, compare them to, you know, other movies that those people have rated and kind of adjust them to yeah. other people. They should probably make a profession for this, you know, like maybe mm. like a data miner, maybe. Okay, so we were trolling aside. Yeah. Yes, we were talking about uh, streaming services just a, just a minute ago. And one thing that I kind of want to talk about is streaming games. This has been something that we've we've talked about a lot, uh, actually. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it's kind of been pushed out there. Sony's been saying some stuff about it that oh hey, sometime soon you'll be able to stream games directly to you. And you can on your Vita, right? Right now, well, play. The, the idea is that you can like. You don't need the game even on your local device. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. going to work like a VNC or a right. go to my just, PC is, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is remote streaming. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just to clarify, this is not sharing the game from my PS4 to my PS Vita. Not not running well, it locally. Right. The uh, Shield. This is like on live. NVIDIA's Shield, right? Is there a portable? Mm-hmm. They, it can do upgraded, this now. Yeah. Upgraded, uh, just engage. This, like, yep. Yeah, basically. Enga- engage. They, uh, they, they, I think it was either last week or sometime early two weeks ago, hmm. they had announced that yeah, the driver's support. So you services to go through. I don't know what service. I think they use their own. Yeah, it's, it's part of their, like, sure. um, you know, driver download or whatever. So the question is, <clears throat> can you ever, I mean, what, what can you even expect out of that? Can you expect? It has I mean, to be on the same network. Well, well, no, I, no, I mean it's yeah. not. It's not though. No, they were saying that as long as you had, uh, you know, five megabit or whatever before that you could you could stream it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if your computer was downstairs and you were upstairs, you could stream it mm-hmm. as long as it was on the same network. But here's the thing. I mean, for for graphics, right? I mean, the graphics we're getting into, they're way above five megabit in in terms of what the bandwidth is going to your TV. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So and and at sixty frames a second, ten eighty p. I mean that's a that is a large number. Mm-hmm. You know, and is there a way of, to reduce that just to show it kind of like? You're probably not going to get like you'll get a live game twenty p. Yeah. You either get lower resolution, you'll get skipped frames, you'll get a lower you know lower input, frame rate input delay. I don't know that I don't know that the the speed is going to. I mean, there will be input delay just because it's remote. But I mean, as far as like video quality of the game, they're going to have to do something to reduce it so that you actually can actually stream the game and play it. Like compress 720 or something. Yeah, some sort of either some sort of compression or like I said, like they will drop frames that they can't. They'll, it'll be like a. <clears throat> I'm not going to get technical. I was going to say it'll be like UDP where it yeah, just, yeah, just sends yeah. you the stream and you get what you get. And if it drops out, yeah, okay, okay, it'll pick back up when it picks back up. Yeah. So here's the question. What sorts of games would you even trust on that? Um, probably like Minecraft. Well, okay. yeah, I was going to yeah. say something not first-person shooter twitchy. It would have to be in, like strategy-based In which case, games. those types of games where you're not, it's not so graphics-intensive, yeah. are you even worried about... <clears throat> 
Uh, I mean, would you even stream something like that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, the only not. instances in which I'd be truly interested in that is like, you know, uh, my laptop can't run. I mean, it's it's pretty beefy, but laptop video cards only get so good. Yeah. You know, not without spending a fortune on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, so it would have to be like that latest stuff that I would even want to stream right. that I can't run locally. Yeah. Um, so. I guess the question is, do we even see that sort of stuff working? I mean, your bandwidth would have to be just immense for it to... That's one of the pushes for gigabit LAN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then. I mean... Gigabit ISP? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that helps. That out. So, I mean, if you continue... Games have always seemed to be one of those, like... Areas that just kind of okay. Well, we've we you know programmers. What do you can you do with this tech? Well, we can do this, and they're like, oh, I see. How about this? Yeah. And so then they it's, there's always like, a sales and marketing push between it's true the too. programming and you know they want to sell this technology. And the so smart people it, that like it. that maybe stick up with it, but you know every so often end up upgrading. Um, you know that it's the most bang for your buck kind of upgrades where you can you know wait until that point. In time yeah. Where you're I think like, people okay. would pay. I think people yeah. would pay for it. I think they'd pay for a streaming service that was Well, yeah, you reliable. wouldn't have to... You, you could just get any sort of entry-level, you know, like a netbook or yeah. something. Yeah, well, and even an IS... <laughs> I think ISPs... Well, you were saying stream from, like, a service. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because what, like, the Sony one that they were talking about, uh, Gaikai, mm-hmm. uh, was that it's going to be running on some server somewhere, yeah. and you'll be able to play, let's say, it's PS4 games on your okay. PS3. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. See now that that's interesting, but it would be ridiculous as far as bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, but maybe, maybe not. I mean, I'm if they not... take like the like how much, I mean, they can do 4K now, right? For Netflix, for certain certain areas, can do 4K. Mm, I yes. Uh, only it's only like a very of, little bit of yeah. Content, it's the content of cards, yeah, cards and like cards a couple added. others. Right, but they can still do it. Like, what's the streaming for that required? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be, one, a hardwired connection, so forget wireless anything. Really? I would think. But I don't know. Nah, because, I mean, well, wireless 50, like, my my internet speed is 50 megabit, so... You still hit... 50 meg down, Even with wireless G, you're still at 50. At 50, yeah. Easily. And you're definitely getting it with N. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean, we'll have to see, but... 4K at 60 frames a second for a video game. Ain't gonna happen. Uncompressed. Mm. That's, gonna that's happen. rough. That's the hard part. It's uncompressed. I, I, I can say, see it compressed. I will say that at some point it is gonna it is gonna be here. You know, what I mean, there yeah. will be something yeah, like that. Do I think it's it's this gen? No, nah, probably I, not. I really don't. I, I think the the promise <clears> of, <throat> of PS4 games on a PS3. Mm, we're probably looking at PS5 games on a PS4. Possibly. You know. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Or, I mean, what do you the, guys think? The interesting thing about what Sony plans to do with... What is that? Is it like PlayStation Go or PlayStation <laughs> Now? They PlayStation, PlayStation Now. Yeah, PlayStation oh, now. The, the, what they've the, relabeled the, Gaikai? Yeah. Yeah. Gaikai streaming. Is if you have the technology to do this... Like, obviously you're doing this somewhere on a, on a machine that is emulating the game. Yeah. You can also do this locally on the PlayStation. There should be no reason that PlayStation can't release an emulator to let you play your own games. And I think that's where they're going to run into a lot of pushback is big enough fans already have these games on disc or had them on disc. Yep. 
and they're not going to want to pay to access them, you know, if they're still sitting on the rack next to your PlayStation. Maybe. Uh, let, but let me pose this to yeah. you. If, if the PlayStation of the future is of a box future. about yay big, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. it, it, right. And Ouya, it, what it needs is an HDMI <clears throat> connection or some kind of connection to go from that to your TV. Yeah. And all you need is, you know, a network connection into it. Yeah. And you just streamed all your games. I mean, I, there's still going to be the, the purists that want them downloaded and whatnot. Right. And, mm. you know, honestly, for input delay and whatnot, just because every layer you <clears throat> add, it's a slight disadvantage to right. if you were just running it natively. But... I, I don't know. I mean, I think that they could get away with selling a console for a hundred or two hundred bucks because all the hardware is on the other end. Right. I still think unless you unless you manage to pull off something super magical, there is not going to be. I mean, there has to be super fast internet to relate to limit the input delay to you know controller to console input delay. I think there's a lot of people that that do push back on on the games. Like if they've already bought them, but there's a lot of people that will still buy them. You know, there's how many times has Final Fantasy yeah, six? Yeah, a lot of released? that. A lot of that is price point. You yeah, know, if, if I you think that's it just cheap it. enough. Then people yeah, will still buy yeah, it. Yeah, but like Nintendo doesn't drop their prices for for anything. Yeah, I think I end up spending thirty bucks for a Mario three for the Game Boy Advanced or whatever. I but, see. I was starting to think about like for the technology for this. It, even if say it's not even a, th- a super thin client. Like, what if you were able to, you know, like. It, this stuff gets streamed to your your little box that you have, but say that box has like a decent chunk of memory or RAM or something that can store the the data in, you know, and it, it streams that data in as the engine comes in. So say you know I'm booting up and then I get part of the engine that needs it needs to run. So you you would you have to write a- you would have to write your game. In such a way to allow that streaming almost not as big of gain as there is in doing an ultra-thin client. Because then you still have to have hardcore CPU. You still have to have hardcore GPU. You still have to have loads of memory. You still have to have all the... Mm. You know what I mean? You still have to have everything else. It's almost like you're you're trying to ask even more, and the only thing you're really saving in that instance from, let's say, digital distribution, where you download the entire thing and then play... The only thing you're cutting out there is the is hard the, drive. Is the hard drive, which and is not really the cheapest that component yeah. in there. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm, uh, I was thinking more maybe on the the memory side and loading mm. part of it into like if and if that st- was possible, you could just use if they would just code it differently so it only loaded you know the yeah. bubble around you or whatever. Yeah, they got better at that. They could do the same thing with digital distribution. That's true. Yeah. That's very see, true. I can see the pushback on that being um, the instant you start actually loading the game to a remote con- like a remote host. Yeah, you run the risk of oh well, pirating my you know hacked little PlayStation box can record what you're sending me to a USB thumb drive, and now I've got the game whenever I want to play it. Uh, so that's true. You know, it may be. Uh, do, you, do you think you run as much risk with that as you do with digital distribution? Because you've got the game entirely downloaded. Yeah, it's not even just a slice of and it. And I would say it's encrypted too. You know, they, they can encrypt that stream. Yeah. That I mean, it's about stream. the same threat. I would say. Yeah, probably. maybe even a little bit less threat than digital distribution. Yeah, but bygones. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Mm. All right. Uh, there's been an awful lot of movies made from from TV shows or movies made from games. 
should we maybe be seeing it the other way? Should we be seeing some TV shows made from the movies hmm. at this point? I mean, is there some... Chris, you want to give us some insight on, on this? Yeah. Uh, this kind of came up because we were when we went to go see Captain America, there was a trailer, if you want to call it for that, for the TV series Fargo mm. from the movie Fargo that is apparently like a you know dozen episode TV series on I want to say FX but I don't remember exactly where it was um, but this I mean this was kind of done with with Agents of Shield where they took the you know they took a chunk of the Avengers and were like hey we're gonna spin this off into a TV show mm-hmm. and I think that is kind of a, a big warning to anybody that really wants to wants to go this route because you know, moving it to TV, with a movie you have two hours, two and a half hours to tell a story. So, you know, you can pack the story in and, you know, maybe you have to cut some stuff out. Maybe you Peter Jackson that shit and turn it into three movies. <laughs> <laughs> each of which, the, each of which the, then the comes out pack. with like a three and a half hour extended You cut. jam yeah, that trilogy in. You jam it hard. But the, the issue when you move to TV is if you get overzealous with the number of episodes or if you try to tell the movie story across, you know, a dozen episodes. It can drag on. You're going to start to run into filler. Mm. And if the story isn't real well fleshed out, you're going to kind of run into, you know, potentially introducing holes. You or... almost need to set it up for perpetual episodes where everything comes back to a neutral point. Right. At the end. Or unless you've got something like... Uh, Let's say Game of Thrones, where you've got such a huge story to tell that yeah. there, there really is no filler. Even if we ran the show for five years, right? You know, we could yeah. we could do the whole thing without yeah. without filler. There's no, there's no source material there, but like with with Agents of Shield, I can kind of see that was kind of like I haven't watched it, but it was kind of okay yeah. because you could spin that off and say, you know, this exists in the same universe, and it's like what we complained about before. It exists in the same universe, but we rarely ever see. All of this stuff going on in the movies brought up in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're trying to do a little bit better job of that with, I think, the Sif from Thor, I think, made an appearance on the TV show. Oh, okay. And uh, Colby Smulders' character has kind of bounced back and forth between the movies and the TV show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Fargo, I'm like, Fargo was a pretty self-contained movie. It, you know, yeah. had, it made sense. It had, you know, a start and a finish. Like, are they going to take the movie and break it up into a TV show. So it's like, oh, I get to watch the movie again across 12 hours instead of <laughs> two hours. I, see, Fargo Fargo seems like a stretch to me to like try and turn it in. Because it, it wasn't like just... It didn't just blow up either, no. did it? I mean, if this was, if this was like... 15 uh, years ago. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But it, I mean, I was going to say, if it was something that was just like... Everybody was like, oh my God, give me more. If this was like... I hate to say it, but if this was a little while ago and it came right after, let's say, Harry Potter, and they were like, hey, we're going to do a TV show, I think that would work because yeah. there's oh, more yeah. appetite for yeah. stuff right, like that. Right, know? right, right. No. Or, but yeah, well, it, Fargo was like mid-90s? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you know where, yeah. where that did work, though? Stargate SG-1. Yeah. Stargate, yeah. you know, was a movie. show ended up being show, bigger than the movie. Bigger than the movie. I think yeah. that's the one example I can think of where a TV show came after a movie that, like, it actually, I mean, that's how they did it right, but it's because Stargate was such a open ended. Right. That that universe was potentially big enough. Yeah, they spun it yes. to make it big. Yep. Like the movie kind of just said it was just one dimension to go back and forth between right. those two worlds, but then they had, the TV show spun it so that, you know, you, add, know, you added a games. plot thing. Right. So, yeah. hey, there's this DHD or dial home device. Boom. I mean, we, we could go anywhere. At that point, yeah. 
Star. It's, it's, it's a Star Trek. I actually thought it, just, it walking out of the theater that I wanted more of that. Yeah. That I was like, the potential is there. This was that was really awesome. I remember seeing it in the theater, thinking yeah. like that that you know that could be something, and it ended up being something. Like four years later, they made a yeah, you know, made a show. That was huge, and it, yeah, it ended up being ten season long, longest sci fi running and everything. So yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know Two about Fargo. Shows. I'm really I'm really you know curious how they are going to make that work. Yeah. Or why know, they chose Fargo? Because it does seem it does seem like it's the it's the opposite issue you have with a, a movie that gets made of a TV show. Is the movie sometimes kind of feels like a long episode? Yeah, like the X Files, yeah. or it doesn't yeah. quite do it justice if yeah. it tries to tell yes. the whole story arc. And yeah, are you you know you have like the Family Guy movies that's just like four episodes that kind of move together? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really make sense. Which is the sad part about like the later seasons of Futurama is that that's that's what they were is they were just they right. were presented as a movie and it was like four episodes that pretty much kind of tied flew, together, flowed yeah. into each other. But yeah, it, so that's that's what I, I think here is, is instead of having a you know nice succinct movie, you have a long ass movie, and yeah, I don't I don't see it working with Fargo, like you said, because it's been too long and it, it really was contained enough. I don't know that there's anything out there right now that I'd really say, hey, that would make a good TV series. It depends on the concept, depends on the writing, too. I mean, that's really what it is. If you can take, if you have a good writing team, you can take anything and spin it's it the way the you want. The interesting thing was, like, right? you know, our topics earlier, we were talking about movies and, like, reviews, but it kind of pulls down to it. I spend more time now looking at writers and seeing who writes something, and that, that kind of goes with my judgment of what TV shows to watch, too. You know, it, starting to pay more attention to those than just, you know, acting. Yes, those are the characters I'll see, but I'm going to see, you know, writing styles and, you know, who's directing this. You know, are it actors that have um, really good acting skills and, and it's shown on the silver screen or on, you know, the small set-top box? Mm-hmm. You know, it, those kinds of things matter now more so because time is limited, like free time at least. Um, so that that plays into a lot mm-hmm. and i i think that that helps if if they're gonna go that route where you know you take some concept that's been like that and then spin it into it i you need somebody that's gonna have some backbone to write a story that's gonna you know be interesting to pull you in and then keep you watching or a universe like blade runner or something right, like that right. where you where you see a glimpse of it and you're like man this is really cool and you just want to know more about each of these things and there's those little you know fish hooks that you want to tug on and, and get to see where that goes yeah and see what goes on with it so i don't that was yeah. one of the best parts of stargate is that you know you had this little thing and it opened up you know a whole caveat of things when they got this kind of travel or they got this kind of tech where they opened up this kind of thing, and it's, it's easy to do in science fiction. I think, yeah, where you, can, where you have the limit. The limits aren't set. You know, it's easier to write that way than it is to take something a little more grounded and down to earth. Like, um, I haven't watched it yet, but the last—I've uh, heard so many horror stories of this. The last season of um, uh, Walking Dead, where there's like nothing happens. You know, like a few characters in season four, yeah. Oh, but like nothing happens, like I'm nobody, not... like they, it doesn't really go anywhere, and everybody's like, okay, this is getting boring. So, <laughs> that you, happened you... season two for some people, too. Yeah, it, got to the it just, yeah, I know, and it it stalls, and that's the, the part that, that people get bored about is like if you're not going to go anywhere and the characters aren't getting developed. You're just throwing in new characters, but then kind of putting it in positions. They're just existing. Yeah. You know, they, it's like nobody wants to watch anybody no just exist. Yeah, exactly. You know? well, Without, 
but that didn't that didn't spawn from a movie either, though. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, I think. I mean, not just just from a movie, because that was from comics. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. But if there are some universes out there, specifically in the sci-fi realm, that I think could spin off into more, like uh, I could see doing a uh, like a CG or or whatever of of Halo. I could see that as a TV series. Yep. Yeah. Or or do it like they did the. Um, uh, like the YouTube miniseries, you know, use some actors that you haven't really seen in anything else. Oh, forward on the dawn. Yeah, yeah, uh, do it like that, and I think it, that could be a, a format that gets a lot of a lot of attention. Maybe maybe that's the perfect outlet for it is is YouTube, where you yeah. can monetize it. You it, could almost take something like um, what they did with, and uh, not Reach, um, ODST. Where you're, you know, it's this. It's again, it's right. the same universe, same but this universe, is this is actually totally this different. is far enough away that it's not like, you know, why don't I see anyone? the shield concept essentially, right? right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but yeah. It's, in this case, it's far enough away that you're not like, you know, where is this person at that I'm used to seeing in the main universe? Right, it makes sense because you're yeah. just one ODST, right? That you're following. That was my favorite game, yeah, from the whole Halo series. Really, ODST? Mm-hmm. Huh? A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, yeah. I like. I loved it. It was probably actually my favorite too. Because of the the tone it took on, the tone was good. the uh, The writing was top notch. But yes, I, can you think of? I I feel like there's another show or something that spawned like not not about, Arrow, but Smallville. I guess. Yeah, kind of. Kind of spawned it, from Superman, but it was. I mean, it was already. Yeah, what about the comic? Superman's you know, kind of a, yeah, a hit or miss. What could they have? Could they actually make a Star Wars that would be worth watching? That is tough because that's the they, hard part. They've wanted we, to do it for years and talked but about, but they don't know like where bounty, to go with bounty hunter, maybe or yeah, a smuggler. Or it, they, they could take the the not I will say Farscape or Firefly approach, you know, and have yeah. like one ship that goes and. Well, I mean, with with the seventh movie coming out, they could potentially set something like that up. They could say, you know, we've moved far enough past the people you want to see, you would you know would have expected to see in the tv series yeah, yeah. that it's like you know well, we've got these new people and they can easily transition to the tv set so the thing the thing you got to be careful about in a sci-fi tv show though is it needs enough like political and personal development because it's too expensive to do movie like Scenes every yeah. single time. Especially so the with universe sci-fi. has to be able to support well, that. So if you were smugglers, or if you were, you know, or if you if you uh, maybe took a hero's stance where you're following several different people, and at the end of the season, it all you know meets up. Right. You know, maybe you do something like that, and that could work. That actually would work really well in the Star Wars universe because there's so many. Unique, distinct, you know, types of professions and people. And I don't even know that you have to put it in in the, uh, you know, the Civil War period. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think you can probably put it, you know, back Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you you can do any of that. Anything like that. Bioware proved that. I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out of old stuff. Like, I I want... Mass Effect would be a... (laughs) Oh, yeah. We we all know that that would be a great TV show, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean... As much as we make a big deal about how much, you know, CGI and stuff costs with, you know, the somewhat regular availability of ability to do CGI effects, like some of the stuff people are doing just in their free time, you know, that yeah. are um, pretty decent looking, mm. uh, the dropping price of 3D printers, which would make 
more practical effects for props and right props, props and, and models, you know like ships and models and stuff yeah. more you know feasible as far as hey i you know mock this up i printed it out and now we're going to use it in the show without having to rely on somebody else to do all the all the legwork i mean mm-hmm. you know this <laughs> stuff combined might make tv shows of stuff that you know several years ago you'd have been like well you can't afford we can't afford to make that we can't afford to show any of this stuff yeah now it's... that would be really interesting, especially if you could crowdsource your uh, your modeling. You know, yeah, You'd be like, hey, we want to do uh, you know a Halo TV show, but you know we need the needler or something. You know, oh, or oh, right, we we need you know the weapons and the ships three D modeled so that we can three D print them. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then go from there. Yeah, and so they get all that design work yeah. basically for free. Yep. That would be interesting, but yeah. Anyway, I, I think there's definitely some potential there for for more TV shows. I feel like we're in a in a little bit of a. Uh, I mean, there there are some good TV shows, but we just we lost, lost a lot a, a in lot. the last year. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. a lot of them closed up. I mean, it's just like f- finales on their sh- on that areas. Maybe those people that write for those might get new jobs writing for others. Yeah, perhaps we'll some new stuff come down. Perhaps. Uh, the other thing we should definitely be talking about is potential for desk aversion. And what I mean by that is, uh, we've uh, seen, yes. we've seen people that, that used to game on PCs make a transition over to consoles, mm-hmm. perhaps because they're headache free. <laughs> I'm just messing Trolling with Josh over there. No, no. I mean, it, it is become... Hang on. I got a barrel roll. <laughs> oh, God. No, because it is it is becoming increasingly convenient to game at a at a fairly high level yeah. on consoles. Sure, uh, not overly complex games, but at a fairly high level. I mean, it's still difficult to do like real time strategy games. I mean, it's been done here and there, um, but uh, yeah, we've seen people sort of migrate over to the console. Mm-hmm. Is that also possibly due to? If you have a PC, you almost have to have a whole area for it. Yeah. You know, you, you have to you have to dedicate a part of your house to a desk, and you know, where's your tower going? And you got to get a monitor separate from your TV. Yeah, the console makes that all easier. Mm. Now, space isn't really my issue with having a, a desk, and I, and I'll be the first to admit I, I'm not the biggest fan of a desk. Yeah. you know, I, I like. Uh, you know, gaming on a console simply because it's casual. I can I can game from the couch. You could kind you of know? lay back and, and you know relax. relax and it and do it for more hours than you would sitting at a desk all hunched over. Yeah, and and, and, and we we sort of saw the proliferation of of not just gaming from the couch either, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you yeah. got uh, not game specific stuff, but console specific stuff like the uh, the rocker. Right, you saw those chairs that like fold yep, in yep. half, and they look like a banana. Yeah, that yeah. Like the speakers built in, and or, or whatever, or yeah, controllers and stuff like that. But that and became that became kind of uh, not mainstream, but much more common. Yeah, that, that people were getting their gaming chair, yeah, you know, for, and just yeah. setting in up like in front 10 of the, years, the TV. Yeah. The last you know? 10, 15 years, and yeah. I think we've also been seeing a little bit of uh, proliferation of uh, like gaming specific. Workstations. Now, this kind of goes back the other way a little bit from desks because it takes a dedicated space. But, like, for example, I am, like, 
way into racing games, so I have a, a, a rig or a chassis or whatever you want to call it. It's a racing seat that has like the setup for pedals and steering wheel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's like the, uh, the Ubuntu, uh gaming rig, which has a spot for keyboard and you mm-hmm. know, could, could have flight sticks and whatnot on there. I think part, of that, is, I think part of that is er- ergonomic too, right? I mean, when you're sitting at a desk... And you're trying to PC game for hours, it gets uncomfortable. If you don't have a nice desk or a nice chair and everything, like yeah, you, you start to get that, like, you get that hunch. Back, you don't have that nice couch, you know, because it is a lean forward experience. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, and it is. But I, I think it's also because we as human beings have always had these horrible desks for so long. You know, we got so used to working at, at these workstations that were. Tiny, and I think that's part cubicles, of cubicles, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, cubicles and putting people in, in spaces that aren't necessarily the most good for their bodies. And and you know, I I work at a desk all day as well. So like for me to come home and want to sit at a desk, yeah. I don't wanna. You know, yeah. I, when I come home, I want to actually like, you know, if if I want a game, I would rather prefer to sit in like a rocker or something, lean back to kind of have that. Even if you know, I even if I could console or pc game that way i would and it sounds like there's you know there's options that are starting to, to come out and like there's a market that that's out there because i think people want to be comfortable yeah you know, i want to be able to game for five hours on friday night after going from work and not feel like i'm a zombie the next day that needs to be folded up and put in a freezer or something <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah i don't know the uh the obato is pretty good there's some the, sort of chiropractic yeah, I know. Like, I was gonna. I was gonna say, hey, I had a gaming tired. session again. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Get the get the roller. I'm gonna need it. Right. Uh, yeah, but I think there's a there's another company that's doing it. Is Empress? That's the name of it. The, the name is the Empress, but it's a workstation that basically has the. This thing is ridiculous. It ha- has the the monitor attached, and it comes down, and it has all the like adjustments, and it's like you know five thousand dollars and buy in. You oh, know, yeah, for, that's but, a little too high. But the Obato, the Obato is like six seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's seven hundred for the high end, and then like two hundred something or whatever three hundred for the to, low to end. To just start building. Yeah, it. well, for the lower, there's two different models. I think they have like a Revolution and a another one that's higher level i think i can't remember what it's called but they they the, they call their their gaming chairs the cockpits or whatever because yeah, they, cool. they build them almost to that you know if you want to have the simulation type experience Usually with your sim things and probably picking up yep. and, and it seems like that's that's a good thing i think I, I like that. I, coming back. I think the chair is most important, you know, like the yeah. having almost like a car seat, like you were talking about simulation really helps because those are usually designed with long travel in mind. So long periods of sitting. Without... I, mine's, mine is like an F1 seat. Like it is stupidly low. I think my, my butt is like a half inch off the floor Yep. and it's like really reclined. I yep. mean, it's like a rocker if you would push your feet way back, yep. you know. I like it's a really reclined state, <clears throat> and actually, even when I'm not playing racing games, that's what I sit in yeah. when I game, and I can sit there for hours and hours. I was going to say hours. your back probably doesn't get sore. Oh, excuse me, sore at all from that? No, no, yeah. doesn't. And uh, what I've done, my PC is hooked up right there. What I've done is I've just taken to a wireless um, keyboard that has like a little touchpad on it mm-hmm. for now. But if I can you know, modify that to put the keyboard on there or something like that. You know, I've already got a spot for a mouse down next to me, but what, what would it take? Like what, what kind of buy-in would you need for that? Like what, what was a good price range, I guess for like, would you buy a, a, a 
workstation at home or like something like that, even to game in, <clears throat> even if it was. Or is that kind of it sort of makes that's... space an issue again? Uh, yeah, that like I don't know that my living room would be big enough to to contain something that size. Like his racing chair would take up probably too much a quarter to a third of my living room. Yeah. And then I'd have to find a place to put it so the kids didn't climb on it or sit in it or whatever. So, yeah, I would definitely not be the target audience for something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't know that there'd be a good price point that would get me in. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have it already by having a couch and a gaming console, you know. But if you're into PC gaming at all and you want to have that bridge between the two without setting a mouse and a keyboard on your couch, which is awkward like if they yeah. could figure out a way to make that less awkward i think they could you know i think there was a uh, another company that was doing um a trying to do like a keyboard tray that you could like set on your lap that had the mouse on it and it, it was kind of like almost angled in a way you would set it on there and it just didn't yeah. work out they did i think they i mean those stands those. are always kind of almost like the razor i feel i feel like it was like a it was called razor something or Cytec makes one that's that is like this little stand that that comes up and it's got like two little you know it's got a keyboard tray and then yep. it's got like two little things off to the side yeah, okay. that kind of come down from it i don't yeah you would really have to have a, a nice like tray, they'd have to come up with some sort of technology that you could move it and everything well, the, together the, too. I think that's and, the hard part too. Is like, I was looking for something like this, but I just couldn't find anything in the price point. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't find that. But what did so you, I, I just ended up getting a desk, a glass desk or whatever, like an L desk or something. Yeah, yeah it's kind of L shaped or whatever, and it's just set up. And I've got the monitor, one monitor here to the side, and another one on the other side to that. And then my Xbox is like right next to it. These things, these. These rigs make multi-monitors so easy. Yes. I know. And that's kind of what I was hoping to do, is, is get multi-monitor. And I was holding out for the Oculus. Damn you, Facebook. <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm I would still, I would still, I'm it, st- yeah, I would still but, not hold uh, out. But, but I uh, I still think multi-monitor might be the way the, to go. Mm-hmm. The way of the future. And I might set something up just because to, I can easily replace. I don't even have to move too much, I think. Just the chair and maybe some stuff in the background or whatever. Just move it out of the way. And then I can probably set something up. Like How much that. you end up spending on a desk? Because desks aren't cheap. Yeah. The glass one? Um, I think it was around three. Like hmm. that's, not, that's actually not bad. Two seventy nine, I think, from Amazon. That's pretty good. I think and I paid... Then, that much for my wood desk. Like I think it was like 300 or, or like something. LED thing that I put around the outside that's got the color thing with the remote. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about it until you were talking about it, but yeah, I can understand the, the desk aversion because if you sit at a desk all day, yeah, you don't want to come home and game on your what you were sitting at all yes. day. Um, the other thing, which might explain kind of why the, the lap you know, keyboard and mouse things don't work is the ergonomics of it. You know, yeah. you're always told sitting, you know, in a chair like this for hours on end is bad for you because, yeah. you know, your legs are pinched up yep. and, you know, you're, it cuts off circulation and it sucks. And you're with a keyboard, you're supposed to have it, what, like below like your normal hand. Yeah, you're supposed to be it's parallel. Supposed to be, it's supposed to be like your elbows are parallel. Like, like, I, you, you know, if I type on it, like if I think about it, like that feels comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> And for our, that's uh, they, uh, for oh our right. audio listeners, that's... Ryan might have his hands where they shouldn't be. They were they were on the joystick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the simulation. Wait, oh, yeah, God, so... the simulation is incredible. <laughs> so the keyboard's supposed oh, to be down, but any kind of, like, lap thing, you're going to want to sit in your lap and have it, and it's going to end up being yeah, right. too high. Yeah. And there's no real way unless you sit it, It needs like, to be on, like, flat. a swing arm or something. Right. Yeah, unless, something unless you can get it, like, flat on You your... can easily switch to free move. 
but and then, then lock. but then lock into place or right. whatever. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I can see where desks would be a no go. But yeah, I think it's going to be kind of hard to convince people to move away, like to have something other than their couch. Yeah, if that's what you're used to sitting on, and you're kind of limited on space. You know, why would I buy something else? Yeah, I guess it's more probably for the geared towards the PC gamer niche audience yeah. who are you think, tired of. Do you the, think maybe you'd you'd, you'd see? Um, I guess we would call it functional furniture, where you see furniture with built-in <coughs> oh, connectors. Yeah. So you have a like your couch, you know, in the side has a USB port or some audio. Oh, that would be or something cool. Like that. And then run the. Right. It's like it's so just it's, a it's hub. A, like it's a plain recliner. Yeah, you know, maybe a love seat or whatever, so you could you know. You know, love, love your waifu while you're <laughs> waifu. Game. What are you using those USB have. plugs for? Oh, battery operated, not necessary. <laughs> no, no batteries necessary. But yeah, so it would have like sky uh, USB, honey. It's, like USB it's hooked up to the Xbox Rumble. So yeah, USB and, and you know audio ports and stuff that you could run a cable like around the room to get back to your console and stuff, and then. You know, most everything is wireless now anyway, but it would at least eliminate even more wires if there are any. Because, you know, huh. you still kind of run into issues like the headsets. You know, unless you're going to shell out 150 or $200 for a headset, it's still going to be wired in. And yeah. you're yeah. going to have that cord running through the middle of the room. So if they get better at some of those accessories and how they, how yeah. they work... Maybe, like you said, specialized furniture might yeah, make, yeah. I mean, make I mean, sense, yeah. which is really what the Obutto thing is. Yeah, it's a yeah. specialized furniture is all. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, part of it is because we're just unwilling to waver on keyboard and mouse as yeah. PC, you know, as that's our interface for PC. That's yeah. really what part of it is, you know. Yeah, well, I, they haven't had anything decent come up from that. I mean, this touchscreen or whatever, and I can finagle on this all day and type huge paragraphs and I'm good. But yeah. that much faster or more so on the keyboard. On oh, a full-size keyboard. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, who knows? I mean, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see whether Nate ends up getting the uh, I, the Ubuntu. I or... think I'm probably going to get it. It's, yeah. it's going to be a Just while. It's a matter of time. Yeah, it's going to be a little while, but I think I'm, I'm, I want to get one because I, I do get tired of sitting down at the desk, especially because I spend all day you know, in a desk, and then I come yeah. home and I pretty much spend on. all night in a desk. I'm going to end up all hunched back at Notre Dame before this is all over. Hey guys, we think we're gaming. Yeah. I, I can't raise my shield to defend the Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That's a 300 joke. <laughs> Sorry. Right. John Madden, the joke over yes, there. Yes, I did. Punchline. Right. What you want to do is make a funny statement and then give eel face. <laughs> That, that's, that's how you tell that's, the joke. That's the Nate Bushing eel face. Right. <laughs> All right, so we'll see. But maybe we did. Maybe we did isolate it to it matters more for sim because I certainly got mine for sim racing. You're thinking about yours, um, yes, for PC gaming, but also <laughs> in anticipation for Star Star City. Citizen, and also so, you know uh, for any space sims in the future or anything like that. Too. Does the does that one come with like a, a nice like fan clip? So you can like have your hair. Well, I guess it's no, not no. a problem. It's no, not no really. Wind, no wind in space. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, you don't want space inside space wind? your in, in... space spaceman. No, you don't want you space want... wind. Mm-hmm. Space wind. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of the air escaping from my brain as it explodes from that yeah. concept. Yeah. Right. So anyway, since we are totally dumbfounded now, I think we'll go out on that note. Uh, if you do uh, enjoy these videos, certainly uh, like the like the video below and and let us know what you think in the in the comments. If you've got 
topic ideas for us or or want to see something that uh, that perhaps we haven't touched on yet, certainly let us know. And uh, if you know for other updates and whatnot, head over to facebook.com slash fairlyawesomepodcast. Or you can uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Fapcast. That's F A P Cast. Where you may also see other stuff Ryan has touched on. <laughs> oh. I think Twitter has uh, user license agreements against oh. yes. that sort of thing. We, they, Send us they, your feedback. Yes. We want your feedback. We really yeah. do. So if if you like it or you want to see something different, let us know. Uh, I think we're gonna be a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, mm-hmm. We. We'll yes. be back in three weeks rather than instead of two weeks. Yep. So yeah. it's okay. We still we still love you. Yep. So that'll be It's us. It's us. It's not you. It's us. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're the limo drivers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks for watching, guys. I, I do not understand that reference. Really? Nah, I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> <laughs>